Creating an estate plan is essential. We'll cover that along with the world's worst retirement planning advice so that you can avoid it. Welcome in to Your Retirement with Sam Welcome to your retirement, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Chuck Caton for Dual Financial Strategies, and uh, we have a full studio here uh, with Sam Dual, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel, always at our side. And remember that Dual Financial Strategies uh, takes care of you with a retirement lifestyle review for uh, you uh, retirees and pre-retirees listening to the program. And they've got a couple of offices in the Fox Valley, one in Appleton and one in Green Bay. And uh, again, you only live once. Uh, that is the theory here, unless you believe in reincarnation and come back as a cow or a bull or something else like that. But uh, you can't prevent uh, death or illness uh, uh, with an estate plan. That doesn't assure that, but you certainly can protect yourself and your family from stress and grief and emotional fallout uh, if you have the right plan. So Sam, Andy, and Luke are going to break it down for you here. Uh, and first of all, uh, when we talk about uh, creating the plan, uh, we have to uh, Sam, uh, discuss estate plans because, uh, you know, you may not be here or uh, our listeners may not be here to uh, uh, enjoy the benefits of a full retirement once they're gone, but they better plan for their uh, uh, loved ones uh, in decisions that they'd have to make in life and death. Yeah, that's true, Chuck. And, you know, there, there's also a misconception around the word estate plan that this is only for after I passed away. Uh, and or only for the a, rich. A well-structured estate plan is not designed or built to just be an after-passing tool. It is, it's a tool for life as well. You can cover and, and provide for and instruct for life events. Like if you had a, you know, a health issue or serious illness or something like that. Uh, we're going to talk about all of that. We're going to talk about all of the different documents that go along with the well-constructed, well-thought-out estate plan. Uh, but just understand that the estate plan uh, is is covering decisions for both life and death. And as Andy was saying, uh, an estate plan is not just for rich people. It's like we, we hear that all the time. Oh, I don't need an estate plan because I don't have an estate. Well, no, it's not. We're not talking about an English estate setting, you know, with lakes and everything in front of it. But everybody has an estate, folks. It doesn't matter whether you've got lots and lots and lots of stuff or you've just got your stuff. It's still your estate. So please don't, uh, you know, don't be off put by the word estate plan because it's not something just for the wealthy. It is something for everyone. Absolutely. And Andy, a last will and testament uh, is uh, tantamount to success and you uh, should have one to avoid difficulties. Well, that's a true statement. It really, I mean, when you think about these different parts of the estate plan, the last will and testament really specifies how your property is to be handled after your death. So you get to speak beyond the grave, as Sam will put it sometimes. Um, it also is an outline for your beneficiaries regarding the distribution of assets and things. I mean, some of the biggest fights we've seen have been over grandma's pie plate. So be aware that... Um, it is easier to have everything sort of lined out as best as possible and to talk to your beneficiaries and say, is there anything specific that you want or, uh, you know, put it, put their name on it and tape, I don't know, something, but have a conversation regarding these items that you have so that there is clarity and, and the least amount of potential for fighting because, um, 
I know some people will put actual provisions in their documents that state if they're if anyone contests this, then they get nothing. Um, sometimes that can be helpful to keep everybody in in check. Yeah, absolutely true. All right, we're going to talk about powers of attorney now, and Luke, we're going to start with a financial power of attorney and why that's important and what it actually is. Yeah, so a financial power of attorney is essentially just going to designate someone to manage the financial accounts, handle paying the bills, things like that, in case you're incapacitated in some form or fashion. So as Sam alluded to earlier, we don't just do the estate planning so that when we pass away, things go to who they need to go to. That's part of it. But what if you're incapacitated? What if you're still living? What if you're in a coma? What if you have dementia like we were talking about off air um, before we got on here? Heaven forbid that happens. You want to have somebody that can step in on your behalf that you trust, that you designate. Maybe this is a spouse and then maybe you designate a spouse and then somebody else that you trust to ensure that your needs are being met and ensure that you can get at the retirement assets uh, because most retirement accounts are listed in one individual's name. And so if that individual can't come on the phone and request the funds or doesn't have their mental faculties all there, um, then you need to have this financial power of attorney in place so that someone else can do that for you. How does that differentiate, uh, Sam, from a healthcare power of attorney? Well, it's just a different aspect of your life. It's the exact same type of document. It's just that the healthcare power of attorney uh, will name an, invi- an individual that can make those healthcare decisions on your behalf. Uh, so sometimes that's a separate person choice, too. Yeah, medical choices. Whether it's uh, yeah, it doesn't have to be the same person. It could be the same person. It could be a different person. It could be whoever would you would trust to have that medical decision and medical advice given for you. All right, and then uh, adding to that uh, is the fact that uh, Andy, a healthcare directive can be made uh, for future generations, uh, and what will that allow? I think this is a really important part of this because it's going to ask you a series of questions. Um, what do you think? How do you feel? What would you like to have? You know, happen? My dad's a classic example. He's like, "Well, I'm I'm not going to a nursing facility," and I'm like. Okay. Yeah. Because we have so many choices at times. <laughs> like, you know, yes, I can appreciate that, but what would you, what would you rather, or how would you like that to go? And so from a standpoint of, if you can specify like a do not resuscitate or a, you know, a, if you are in an accident or have something happen, bump your head and you're not going to come forward, you know, you're not going to come out of that. Well, um, there are things that you can state within your healthcare directive that allow people to make better decisions. If you're going to be in a long-term coma, is that something that you want to do? Or if you have to be on life support measures, is that something that you want? It is tough to think about, but it's still incredibly important to have those conversations and think about it um, and get something written down so that your loved ones can follow through with your wishes if you cannot communicate for yourself. And Luke, if you don't have a plan, the government's going to decide for you, and that's not good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they make the right decision on our behalf all the time, right? Um, no. <laughs> not? Uh, yeah, oh, probably sorry. Not. Probably not. So, it, I mean, it's your money. You've worked hard for this. If you, if you pass away without a will or a trust or doing these estate planning things, that's called dying intestate. And if that happens, then the government's going to step in. They're going to appoint somebody for you to oversee what they think should happen to your assets. And typically they're going to direct those to the closest next of kin that you have. Um, So spouses, children, many times that's an okay thing, but we all have extenuating circumstances. We might have that charity that we want 
accounts to go to. We might have that really close friend or their kids that you want some assets to go to. Um, so having this spelled out so that your wishes are are carried forward is really important. And if you die without this, you're still going to pay for it. They're going to assign somebody and that attorney um, is not going to do that out of the graciousness of his heart for you. So the average numbers I see are around four to five percent of your estate is what they're going to charge you if you don't get this done. So that that's some motivation maybe to to think about more. Now, I guess, Sam, a lot of people didn't realize that beneficiary designations, uh, so uh, designated on different portfolios of yours, override your will, right? Yeah, in almost all cases, your retirement accounts, 401ks, IRAs, Roth IRAs, anything with an IRA designation after or something you have, or life insurance, um, they're going to ask you to name a beneficiary. And that is going, who that money is going to go to. They're basically, we call them will substitutes in the business. So that beneficiary designation on that particular account is going to override anything that you put in your will. All right. And trust funds also, Andy, provide control after death. Yeah, we see this in areas where maybe you have three kids and two of them have done well for themselves and maybe the last one is struggling um, or struggles to keep two nickels in their pocket or you need to not dump a bunch of money on them if something happens to you. Um, the Let's face it, the average inheritance and the average lottery earnings is 17 months from start to finish. So if you have someone in your life that struggles to... Um, not spend every last penny they have a trust um, designation that can that you get to choose how the money is doled out to a person can actually be a lifesaver for that person so that they don't find themselves in a a pickle because they do not have self-control absolutely and luke uh, estate planning is important because it really does save taxes for your heirs which is important and how so well there's a little bit of a caveat with this so i think a lot of people when they think of uh estate planning, having a trust, they think, well, we're going to shelter all this money from from taxes. Well, that's true if your estate is above the federal exemption level. So for an individual person, if you have in 2024 in excess of $13.61 million, and then if you're a married couple, both still living, multiply that by two, you're at just over $27 million a year. There could be some there would be some benefits from a tax perspective to having uh, an estate plan, to having a trust to mitigate some of that. And those estate planning taxes are even higher than our ordinary income tax rate. So that's the big motivation for those um, wealthy individuals. But just if your estate is not worth that, it it means that there's not uh, a tax benefit for you. But still, all the other benefits that we're talking about are at play and and will you know, absolutely help you provide what you're looking to. So, Sam, as we round out this segment, you've got to uh, make sure you have everything in order. And this is where you can help at Dual Financial Strategies uh, when it comes to retirement, because we do have to think about uh, what's going to happen for our heirs. It's very true. It has to be reviewed every year. It needs to be thought about. And I think that's one of the things, Chuck, that when people come in and we start talking about these things that we're able to help with, because in many cases, we're even helping you think about things that you might not have. I mean, 
your pets, your online accounts. There's so many different areas here that if something were to happen to you, it's going to need to be addressed later on. But the first thing is, if you don't have uh, an attorney that would do this, we do recommend that you use someone who is in the business of estate planning, or they'll call it elder law a lot of times. Uh, any attorney pretty much can throw together a will. They can throw together power of attorneys. But we do find the value in estate planning attorneys being that they are entirely focused focused upon that area the same way we're focused upon retirement so they don't miss things that ordinary planning attorneys might. So this is why you should call dual financial strategies because the part of retirement is having that estate plan and having everything in order legally so that you can rest comfortably and I mean that in a lot of manners in speaking but it is your retirement you've got to enjoy it and part of that enjoyment is looking after those who will come after you with that retirement lifestyle review so it's 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. Sam, Andy, and Luke at your service at Dual Financial Strategies with over 23 years of experience in this realm because it is your retirement. And remember, uh, they have offices in Appleton and Green Bay. All right, uh, what are we going to discuss in the next segment, Sam? We often discuss things that you should be doing on your journey to retirement. But in this segment, we're going to cover the worst retirement advice you could follow, and we're going to offer some solutions to help you with each one. This is your retirement. Chuck Gaten here along with Sam Duell, Luke Van Abela, Andy Schooler of Duell Financial Strategies. And remember that phone number once again to reach them. No cost, no obligation to sit down with them and talk your retirement. If you're that uh, retirement red zone about five to seven years away from retirement, it's not too early to start thinking about what you're going to do when you uh, must begin paying yourself and enjoying a uh, very uh, fruitful retirement. 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel in studio. Two offices to serve you in the uh, Fox Valley area, one in Green Bay, one in Appleton. While it's easy to find conflicting insight and information about retirement planning, I guess you get bombarded with it with every form of media today. Uh, but we're going to cover some of the worst pieces of retirement planning advice uh, with uh, Sam, Andy, and Luke here. And uh, we're going to do it in a two-part segment. We're going to take three pieces of bad advice, add four more to it in the next segment, and hopefully educate you on uh, making sure you don't make those mistakes. All right, so, Sam, why is it bad to say that it is impossible to predict where taxes will be at retirement? So, Really, don't worry so much. That's something that has been said uh, forever and a day, Chuck. And, and this basically all started back in about 1980, uh, which is when the uh, government did away with employer-sponsored pension plans and put 401ks into place. And the mantra from that point on, uh, from the plans, from the advisors and everything was, look, put all of the money into the IRAs, put it into the 401ks. You know, you're going to be... We don't know what taxes are going to be in the future, but you're probably not going to be in as high a tax bracket, so this is a great idea. In my opinion, after doing this for well over 20 years and talking to so many of you, I think that is the most ignorant piece of advice that I've ever heard in my entire career. And the amazing thing to it 
about it to me, Chuck, is that I still hear it being echoed. I still hear it being echoed by the media. I still hear it being echoed by advisors. And it's it's obtuse beyond beyond comprehension, in my opinion. Here's why. First thing I would want you to do as a listener, if you want to come to one of my tax classes that I do, you're welcome to it. Watch your Facebook feed. I do those uh, every month. Just finished one up here a couple of weeks ago. Come there. I'll talk to you about that. But uh, beyond that, go out and pull a federal tax chart from 1920 until 2020 or 2022, as recent as you possibly can. You look and see what the history of taxes has been. We're at one of the lowest tax levels in history right now. Then you look at what our federal deficit is. $34 trillion in growing by the second right now, I believe, maybe even a little bit more than that. And you tell me, we have the highest federal deficit that there's ever been in history. It has, it's absolutely exploded in the last 20 years. And we have the lowest tax rates that we've had in a long, long time. Where do you think taxes are going? Where do you think the money's going to come from to pay the bills? What should you be doing? Take advantage of Roth IRAs today. First of all, figure out what tax bracket you're in. Figure out where you think you're going to be in retirement lifestyle, and then use these tax-advantaged accounts only to your benefit. Not to the federal government's benefit, but only to your benefit. That's why, why it's so important to sit down with us, because this is what we do every day, every advisor. We look at all of the things that none of the other advisors are looking at today and fix all of the bad advice that you've received in the past from them. All righty. And again, we're talking with Sam, Andy, and Luke about uh, some of the worst advice you could get around retirement time. But if you want uh, some of the best advice, it's 866-203-7486. You'll sit down with Sam, Andy, or Luke at a no-cost, no-obligation assessment of your retirement plan, and you won't get that bad advice. You may come in with questions uh, that uh, lead uh, mislead you uh, from what you've heard, as Sam just said, and uh, that's uh, something that they can straighten out for you at Dual Financial Strategies. All right, again, this is bad advice that uh, people normally get. Uh, you know, they heard it through the grapevine. They they think that uh, the more they uh, see it or hear about it on the Internet, the, uh, the uh, uh, more verified it is. But it is not necessarily true, right, Andy, that you won't be spending as much in retirement as you do now. And uh, again, uh, why do you think that's bad advice? Well, I think it's a crock, quite honestly. I, you know, the unfortunate part is, again, this goes back to what Sam was saying. There's this mantra that's been going on for so long that it, you know, oh, you won't spend as much in retirement. Well, that's just plain hogwash. Nobody wants to decrease their lifestyle when they go from pre-retirement to retirement. In fact, the first 10 years is generally some of the most expensive years because you feel good. Now you're not working. You're turning on, you know, different income sources. And so consequently, you end up doing things that you haven't necessarily gotten to do because you're working. So it can be a more expensive time where you might be traveling or spending more time with your grandkids or, you know, whatever that looks like playing golf. I don't know, but this can be a more expensive time and, and you'll shift throughout the years. And so between living costs, health care, inflation, um, you can deplete your savings pretty quickly if you don't have a good plan. And people are living longer, to be quite honest, and the medical community's job is to keep you alive. And to assume that you'll spend less is probably a bit naive and I get frustrated listening to advisors still dole out the same advice that they've been giving for years 
and decades when it's just not true. But I have to also remember that many of those advisors do not reside in the world of retirement. They reside in the world of growth and accumulation. And so consequently to them, they're just not seeing this on a day-to-day basis like we do because all we do is work on retirement. And so we do see how people are living their lives, how they want to live their lives, what problems and situations are going to come up from that, um, making sure that you have addressed those issues or that you, frankly, you're working with somebody who can help you address those issues because it's the, when are you going to need a new car? When are you going to need a new roof, a new furnace, a new, are we planning for that before you go into retirement? Um, how are we going to address that when you're in retirement? How are we going to address healthcare? Cause Lord knows that's expensive right now. Uh, And even when you go on to Medicare, it's still expensive. So we still have lots and lots, and then don't get me on taxes. There's just a lot of components in the retirement area that you need to work with somebody who can help you address all of those things that may come up for you in retirement planning. Absolutely true. So again, talking about uh, the bad advice you may be hearing about, we've covered two of the seven areas. Number three, Luke, is uh, the uh, notion that Social Security benefits are enough to live off of in retirement. Why is that bad? Yeah, this is terrible, Chuck, Um, because Social Security, when it was first developed, was designed to be a supplement to your income, a supplement to the pension back then that many people had because they didn't have 401ks. So most people rolled into retirement. They could turn on their Social Security They could turn on a pension and they could replace the vast majority of their income. However, today we know that most people don't have a pension. We know that the cost of living has increased significantly since Social Security started. So your Social Security is unlikely to be enough to cover your expenses, to accomplish the things that you want to um, for the next 20 to 30 years of retirement, especially when you consider like Andy was talking about those go-go years, the first, you know, 10, 15 years where you're going to want to travel. You're going to want to do the things that you've been dreaming about. That's going to take some additional money that social security is not going to be able to provide. So what should you do? Well, consider when you're thinking about when to draw social security, Um, What are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish? Have you thought about how long you might live? What's your life expectancy? We're all going to be unique on that. What other assets do you have to draw from? Um, Are you having to consider a spouse because you're married? Spousal benefit, things like that. Uh, What are your income needs? You have to know that. And along with, you know, what age do you want to retire? So to optimize, to maximize, Of course, the longer you wait, you probably have seen that, the longer you wait to take benefits, the higher that payment gets every single year. Uh, But some of you think, well, if I just start it early and then they make drastic changes, well, at least I've gotten something. Um, You also have to remember, keep in the back of your mind, our line of thinking on Social Security and the payments. For those of you that are really close to getting Social Security payments, um, I don't think, we don't think that Politicians have a backbone strong enough to make that Social Security go away for you. So if you're getting close, you're not going to likely lose that payment. Of course, they could. um, But we'd have a whole set of other challenges in this country if, um, you know, these people that think they can roll into retirement with just Social Security and now that Social Security checks cut in half. How are they going to live? How are they going to survive? How are they going to feed themselves? So um, keep that in mind. 
consider delaying your benefit and consider the other things that I talked about before just making the election to take Social Security immediately at age 62. And Sam, they also should consider coming to see uh, you, Andy, and Luke at Dual Financial Strategies. We find that every time people come in and meet with us, Chuck, we are continually going over all of these completely bogus uh, advice pieces with people because it is so common in our industry. It's the common thread. We hear this echoed all the time. Uh, and to us, it's to us, it's mind boggling. We, we just can't believe that people are still giving advice like this because it makes no sense. And if you're if you spend even 30 seconds within the framework of the real world and the way people really live, you start to realize how silly all of this sounds. So yes, give us a call. Let's get a time on the books for you to sit down with one of us. We can meet with you in Appleton. We'll meet with you in Green Bay, whichever is more convenient. An hour, folks, maybe an hour and a half if we get chatty, but we can answer all of your questions. We can take a look at what you're doing right now, and we can give you a very good idea as to whether we would be able to help you, whether you have things that need to be fixed. You know in your heart of hearts and in your gut whether something's wrong or not. We get that comment from people all the time. Hey, I've been with my person for the last 10 years, but I really don't feel like they have the skill set um, or the understanding of me to be able to get me through retirement. We get it. We hear that all the time. Uh, so if you're having those thoughts, give us a call. Come visit with us. And let's just see where you're at and make sure that you are going to have the retirement lifestyle that you've always dreamed about. Absolutely true. And uh, as Sam said, take him up on the uh, appointment, the invitation to meet with them at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And again, they have offices in Appleton and Green Bay. Uh, so um, again, uh, it's all about the retirement lifestyle review. You sit down and it is something that is constructed specifically for you and your retirement. And that's why the uh, program is called Your Retirement retirement. It's individualized. It's uh, set up for your needs and wants in retirement. 866-203-7486 is the number. Remember, it's a no cost, no obligation. Sit down with Sam, Andy, or Luke uh, to discuss your retirement. Well, we got to finish the list, don't we, Sam? We do, Chuck. And when we come back, we're going to do just that. We'll finish out our list of some of the worst pieces of retirement planning advice. That's coming up next. on your retirement and a little bit more on the worst uh, advice you could get in uh, retirement with uh, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel, and of course Sam Duell of Duell Financial Strategies. Uh, you know, they're coming up on 25 years of experience here, a quarter of a century here uh, helping you out uh, in your retirement. They've got offices in Green Bay, one in Appleton, so when you're listening to us here anywhere in the Fox Valley, remember that number is uh, 866-203-7486. And you can reach them uh, so that you can sit down with them and talk at no cost, no obligation. Uh, you visit uh, with a retirement lifestyle review that they can construct for you. Uh, they'll get to know you, you get to know them, and uh, work together on constructing a very solid retirement plan for you. All right, so again, we're talking about uh, some of the worst uh, pieces of uh, retirement planning advice. And we're going to start, Sam, with uh, this one. Number four, if uh, you encounter an emergency, well, just borrow from your retirement accounts. Why is that a bad thing to do? Well, uh, you know, the 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 level of bad is clearly defined in the titles of what you're doing there. 
Borrowing for an emergency is not the intention of a retirement savings account. That's why we call it an emergency fund. And that's why we call it a retirement account, because they are two totally different things. Confusing the two and withdrawing money from your retirement nest egg is incredibly bad advice. It's horrifically bad advice. I, it's just it's way up there with some of the absolute worst things you could do. Because once you make this choice, depending upon your age, especially if you're closer towards retirement, you can't put the genie back in the bottle, folks. And if you're taking money out of your uh, out of your retirement account because you don't have an emergency account, it's really, really easy for that to become a habit. And then the next thing you know, you look in the mirror and it's time to retire and a bunch of your money from your retirement account went to your so-called quote unquote emergency account. Um, there's myriad of reasons not to do this, but the biggest thing is that it's going to be a detriment later on. And if you're making early withdrawals, you're going to be paying significant penalties. I've seen people do this before, where they draw money out of a 401k or an IRA or a retirement plan prior to age 59 and a half. So they pay a 10% early withdrawal penalty on it. Then they pay their ordinary federal taxes on it. And then they pay their ordinary state taxes on it. And by the time they get done with fees and penalties and all of that sort of thing, it's not uncommon for 30 to 40% of it has vaporized. And you're never going to put it back in there. So... Your future is contained in your retirement account. Leave it that way. Keep your hands off of it. Do everything in your power to not touch that retirement account. And hey, if you've got to lessen the contribution to your retirement account to fund that emergency fund, do that. But keep your paws off your retirement account until retirement and get that emergency fund in place for those real emergencies. Very good advice. And again, uh, we're looking at uh, some of the things that you may have thought were truisms, uh, axioms in the past of retirement planning, like this one, Andy. You need a million dollars to retire comfortably, that blanket statement. But uh, is that bad advice as well? I don't know. Do you? <laughs> the question is, I don't. I don't know what your spending habits look like. I don't know if you need five hundred thousand, a million, a million five, five million. I'm not sure. So I, I think the the sort of adage of oh, you got to have a million dollars. Well, I'm going to say it depends because it does. I have no idea what your expenses are. You know, are you debt free? Are you? I, I don't know. Um, what's your health is going to look like later on as a married couple the suggestion is always having a couple hundred thousand dollars available to you for the ancillary things that healthcare plans will not cover there's the travel expenses there's house expenses there's all kinds of things but i don't know what that is going to cost you and what your lifestyle what you want your lifestyle to look like so um to just blanket say that oh everybody needs a million dollars i mean literally seen people leave Procter and Gamble with a million dollars in stock options and get some really bad advice. And by the time they got down to us, it was um, a lot less than that because of the 2008 crash. And so you really just have to be mindful about who you're working with and mindful about what your lifestyle looks like and work with somebody who knows and understands retirement planning. So that's what you should do, basically, right? You have to have uh, well, a plan to save, I suppose, and to make sure you're not overspending. Correct. All right, well, you, and you have to make sure that the amount of money that you're talking about here is in line with your retirement lifestyle. Right. That's why we talk about personalized retirement planning, because it's just to make a blanket statement to say you have to have this amount of dollars to retire is dumb because, as Andy said, you know nothing about those people. 
But we do find in the Fox Valley that even though many of you do retire with that kind of money, there are not a lot of millionaire lifestyles going on in the Fox Valley. Not a lot of people spending that kind of money. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's uh, certainly true. So again, when we're talking about these uh, pieces of bad advice and maybe old adages or old wives' tales or old husbands' tales uh, <laughs> that uh, we talk about in retirement, you're going to get the straight story when you talk uh, to Sam Andy or Luke at Dual Financial Strategies. 866-203-7486 is that phone number. Give them a call. No cost, no obligation to sit down and talk about all these things because we don't want you to get bad advice, and you certainly won't from dual financial strategies. How about this one, Luke? What about the uh, notion that uh, you can use a 60-40 stock-to-bond uh, ratio, a split, or a blueprint, and then you don't need to worry about asset allocation at all? Yeah, we see this one all the time. Um Another another piece of bad advice where people just, you know, they've, they've come from that growth and accumulation world with an advisor, with their 401k, they've probably had more equity exposure, and then they get closer to retirement, and, and the blanket answer is just a 60-40 fund. 60% stocks, 40% bonds, and I mean, the thought process is there that, you know, having this inverse proportion relationship between stocks and bonds is going to provide you some level of protection within your portfolio because the bonds provide a lower level of risk. But we have unique times now. We have, you know, higher interest rates. We've got higher volatility. We've got, you know, inflation. We've got market dips. We've got all these different factors going on. And let's face it, each of you are different, right? Each of you, your appetite for risk is different. Your comfort level with risk is different. And so what you should be thinking about now is what's more important? What is what is your appetite for risk? You should be having discussions about when the next market correction happens, what are you comfortable losing? What is your risk speed? How much risk are you comfortable uh, taking, um, knowing that the more risk you take, obviously the more upside you have. And the converse is true as well. Um, another factor involved with all of this um, is it depends on what the current economic conditions are. What's your attitude maybe towards an election? What's your attitude towards taxes? All these things play a part. And I think, I think part of this um, whole 60-40 adage has come from um, like a 401k-ism. Because when we invest in our 401ks, we've got limited investment options. And so there's only so many things you can do within that 401k. But once you're retired, or once you're 59 and a half years old, now you can go out and explore the entire market where there's tens of thousands of choices. I know that's overwhelming. That's how we help people. That's how good independent fiduciary-based firms help people. Sift through all that so that there are many more tools than just stocks and bonds inside of a portfolio. It can be much more broadly diversified than just that. All right. And finally, Sam, uh, the notion of one size fits all for your retirement plan can work well. Why is that bad? Well, because one size doesn't fit all. <laughs> I mean, it's just everybody is so unique. As Andy was talking about before when you we were talking about how much money should you have to retire nobody knows that and to just put you into this generic 60 40 one size fits all you're going to be fine retirement plan is just it's ridiculous and following a boilerplate plan like that and trying to make the plan fit you is like pounding a square peg into a round hole you can't just make things fit like that but 
unfortunately, and many of you know this, and that's why so many of you come in to see us for our uh, straightforward talk on what we do in retirement, is that you are being pounded into a round hole and you do have very generic portfolios we see this all of the time where it doesn't make any difference i can there's some some of the big box brokers that come in chuck and as soon as i see the 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 company's name on their statement i don't even hardly have to look at it to know what's going to be inside of it because every one of them is just exactly the same so you need to be going through a personalized process what is your situation what are your circumstances what are your goals what is your risk tolerance your age your time horizon i mean it goes on and on and on but it needs to be tailor-made to best fit you rather than trying to squeeze you in some off-the-rack suit that the advisory firm believes you should be in for whatever the particular reason. So what do you need to do? You need a comprehensive, holistic, customized plan that is targeted towards you, your financial future, and the quality of your retirement. Everybody is different. As Andy says often, everybody is a snowflake. But when you sit down with us, we want you to make sure that you're specific with us. We want you to be very, very pointed with us so that we can help you create that plan that fits you instead of having a plan created for you that might kind of fit and you're never going to find out until later on in life if it was wrong or not. Absolutely true. So get that good salient advice from Sam, Andy, and Luke at Dual Financial Strategies by making this phone call and uh, making an appointment, 866-203-7486. It's no cost, no obligation to sit down and discuss your retirement with them at either the Appleton office or the Green Bay office. And remember that it is 866-203-7486. That's the magic phone number to reach them so that you can discuss your retirement and uh, get that retirement lifestyle review that is uh, certainly uh, custom to you and your situation. You want to live a full retirement? You want to live a very healthy and uh, productive and also uh, lucrative uh, retirement uh, to uh, make sure that you can sleep well at night? Uh, Why well, give them a call at Dual Financial Strategies, 866-203-7486. Well, it's been a fast-moving show, but we've got one more segment. We do. And when we return, we're going to jump into questions from listeners. We'll be right back. Your retirement continuing with our question and answer period. And again, if you missed the phone number uh, to reach Sam, Andy, or Luke for that retirement lifestyle review, and maybe even get a, uh, a copy of Sam's book, which uh, in its third printing, Purpose Determines Placement. That will be given to you uh, complimentary as well, uh, as well as your complimentary uh, visit with them at 866-203-7486. You get bonus uh, prizes and uh, gifts uh, for coming in. All you have to do is show up have a uh, very large interest in your own retirement because that's what this show's all about. It's your retirement. Uh, why they will help you to and through retirement with uh, uh, very superb fiduciary advice. All right, uh, everybody's ready to answer some questions, I guess, right now, huh? Ready to go. All right, let's go to Bellevue. Ed is there, and he says, I'm not far away from retirement, so how can I protect my 401k? 
Uh, can I move some into cash and still have my employer match while contributing some money into it as well? Or should I? Sam, what do you think? Hey, Ed. Um, yeah, the short answer to that question is yes, you you could do that. Um, a lot of times retirement accounts like that will have something called a stable value fund uh, that you can use. And that's usually just a short-term money market instrument. Uh, so you could do that. Uh, you can continue your contributions and then your employer should be matching those. Yes. Um, should you? I don't know, Ed. I mean, the, the challenge with that is that it depends upon what your definition of protect is. Uh, you know, when I think of the word protect, to me, that means we're completely removed from a potential loss scenario. Um, I would say there's probably two things that you could do here. First one would be just schedule a time to come in and see us because what I would want to do is to take your retirement account as it exists now, run it through a risk allies analysis. That's the planning software that we use in order to determine risk levels that are inherent within a portfolio. And then also do a risk allies analysis questionnaire with you to find out what is your relative risk number as it relates to your retirement account. Um, and if that's a complete mismatch, there's two choices that you would have. Number one, we could sit down and we could take a look at what all your choices are in your 401k. And we could see if we could get it closer matched to what your real risk tolerance is. And then you could just take that and implement that yourself. You could make the changes in your 401k uh, and you'd be, you'd be well aligned that way. The second thing would be if you're over the age of 59 and a half, there is a mechanism that exists within almost all retirement accounts uh, sponsored by employers today uh, that is called a non-hardship in-service distribution. It just We call it an in-service distribution. And basically what that means is if you're in a company plan, you can almost always, after the age of 59 and a half, do an in-service distribution to establish an outside IRA independent of your company's plan and move the money you have in your 401k out to your uh, own managed IRA account. And when you do that, it could be an advantage to you because now your choices basically are unlimited. You could do anything that you wanted in that IRA account insofar as protection is concerned. But the right. first step is we need to analyze where you're at. All right. Very good uh, advice. And again, uh, it's 866-203-7486. That's the number to reach Sam, Andy, or Luke uh, when you want to discuss such things. That's a very good question from Ed in Bellevue. Let's go to Sherwood now. Tim is there for you, Andy, and wants to know, uh, besides qualifications and fiduciary status, what else do you recommend folks look for in an advisor? I would start with, um, do you feel like they're transparent with you? Do you feel like they're an educator? Do you feel like they answer your questions um, thoughtfully and, and openly? Um, we hear a lot of people that will state that they've met with somebody who was reluctant to describe how they get paid and reluctant to kind of bring forth information. It was more just a sales process. And so, you know, whether or not they're a fiduciary or not, are they an educator? Do they do they want to help you understand to whatever degree you want to um, what the process is, what they're trying to accomplish for you? Why are you doing or why are they presenting this tool as opposed to other tools? Um, what other tools are available to you? And I, so I would I would look at it from number one. Do you feel comfortable around them? Do you feel like they are transparent and make sure that you um, 
don't have a nagging feeling, I guess. And so, you know, you'll see it where we talk about fit all the time. Are you a fit for us? Are we a fit for you? And it needs to work both ways. I mean, if it's a drudgery to go see somebody, it's probably not a good fit. You know, why work with somebody that that you don't enjoy being around or don't have a similar thought process or mindset? I'm that's always the case when when Sam and I are, you know, in an area that we don't know anything about, we want to work with somebody who we feel like um really has our back and and that we are comfortable with what they're saying and that they are open and transparent about why it is that they're doing what they're doing. So I think that's a, a good place to start. It's not always the um, just saying, oh, they're fiduciary, they're, you know, whatever. It, it's making sure that not just that they're a fiduciary and that they have to have your best interest, but that they are also in it to, for the long haul with you, you know, making sure that you have a plan that's flexible, making sure that they explain why it is that they're doing what they're doing. Those those things all come into play when you're looking for somebody to work with. All right. You heard that uh, answer. That's a very comprehensive answer from Andy, Tim. So, uh, again, take them up on it at uh, 866-203-7486. It's all about that human connection and about feeling comfortable, as Andy just said. Let's go to Grand Shoot now. Luke uh, George has got a question for you. And he says, I recently opened my first brokerage account, but I'm worried that uh, I'll be making some rookie mistakes here. So what common mistakes beginning with uh, uh, invest that I should say beginning investors make? Uh, Have you had experience with that? And uh, how can I uh, be sure to avoid them? Well, George, this is a timely question, given what we've talked about in this segment. Um, I'm going to cover a variety of them for you, um, because there are quite a few different mistakes that we see people making. Uh, The first one, and it kind of goes back to just Finance 101, is not diversifying. And you know this in the back of your mind, we all do, that we should have a lot of different eggs in a lot of different baskets. But the temptation becomes, you know, focusing on only a certain sectors or, hey, the, the tech companies are really the ones that are are high-flying, high-hitting, making the most return. So maybe you end up owning just a bunch of tech companies. So ensure that you are you know where these companies sit um, within in different sectors. Have a really good idea, and maybe I should have even started with, you know, I think people go into investing on their own without a plan, without a strategy, without a process. And so when that happens, if if it's just like, well, hey, I want to make money. um, Yeah, we all do. But what's that going to look like? Um, Because if you do that, it's going to end up that you probably make this next mistake, which is letting emotions drive your decisions. So when the when the money's way up, you might make silly choices. Um, When the money's way down, you might make silly choices. Um, That can also lead to trading more than necessary. That's one of the the big challenges that I see in the industry now that we've seen zero trading costs, meaning the cost to do business, the cost to trade, there's no more toll fee. It doesn't cost anything to buy and sell inside of a brokerage account or really any account for the most part. Um, And so what that means is we've got a lot of people at home like yourself that have started brokerage accounts. And if there's no barrier to buying and selling, well, then that means we can just trade and trade and trade some more and it might not be in your best interest so have a strategy know are you going to be a buy and hold kind of guy are you going to be more of a strategic style of investor or are you going to take a tactical approach and why you are doing that Um, also i think we see a lot of people that are short-term biased so they're biased towards just looking at a smaller window of time 
Is this money maybe just for the short term or are you looking to provide um, this, you know, is this going to be part of your retirement funds? Are you going to use this as retirement funds? Obviously, that goal is going to play into that. Um, misusing a leverage, um, once you start getting into investing a little bit more, you realize that you can trade on margin. Uh, you can use leveraged funds. Um, and all that means that uh, greater risk of, of losses and so just be very careful with, with using leverage. Uh, people jump into that because they're so confident in what they're going to do. And then all of a sudden they're, they're confident until they get punched in the face the first time from the market. And then they go running and screaming the other way. Um, impatience, I think, is another factor. You know, we, we expect quick profits because that's what we hear from the talking heads on TV. Oh, this just did that. Or, oh, this other thing did that. Um, have this just all goes back to have a good strategy have a level mindset going in have a plan stick to the plan um if you're gonna if you're gonna sell out of a fund at a certain point because it went up then do that if you're gonna sell when it goes down to a certain point then do that stay committed to that i know it's not rocket science but most people can't do the fundamental things that it takes to be successful investors on their own. All right, we've got 30 seconds. Brandy and Seymour, very quickly, uh, 62 years old, retirement account heavily invested in short-term investments. I plan to retire in four years. Is it an appropriate time to uh, move uh, some of it into stocks and bonds, Sam? Oh, Brandy, it sounds to me like you are either a victim of or a participant in trying to time the market. And I can tell you in uh, well over two decades of doing this, I have never met an individual that was successful at doing that. Um, I'm going to have to answer your question as an I don't know, Brandy. I don't know what you've done. I don't know why you're in short-term investments. I don't know why you're thinking you need to move into stocks and bonds now. But if you're trying to time the market, you will never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, win that game. Nobody ever has. All right. So, again, uh, Sam, very quickly, what can we do for our listeners as we wrap up the show? Just want to help them, educate them further, Chuck, get them uh, get them at a level to where they're comfortable with themselves, comfortable with their, their retirement, with their future. So that's an educational process. That is a process that is structured, and it's what we provide when you come in for your retirement lifestyle review is to figure out where you are, where do you want to go, how do we get you there, and how do you enjoy the ride. Easily done by calling uh, 866-203-7486. That's 866 866- 203-7486, the Retirement Lifestyle Review, and they're very conveniently located in Appleton and Green Bay here at Dual Financial Strategies. Remember, they're coming up on a quarter of a century helping people uh, in the Fox Valley with their retirement, and they've done it quite successfully with a Retirement Lifestyle Review. So don't miss out. Make that phone call. Don't procrastinate and uh, get that no-cost, no-obligation. Sit down with Sam, Andy, or Luke at Dual Financial Strategies by easily calling 866-203-7486. It's been a great show. Your final thoughts. Appreciate everyone tuning in today. We will be here same time, same place next week. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.